This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We're going to speak with Christiane Beebe. She's the president of the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association. Talk a little bit about what their organization does. Plus, they've made some endorsements in the local school board races this year. So we'll get her thoughts on that, plus the state of Brownsburg schools and a whole bunch more. But first, we get the program started with our good friend, United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Had a chance to chat with Senator Donnelly yesterday on the phone. Senator Donnelly has been very busy crisscrossing not only the state of Indiana, but also the world 
Here's that conversation. Senator, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing? Well, thanks very much for uh, having me with you. Like I had mentioned, I was in Brownsburg last week. The town is just doing great. When you're traveling Indiana, I'm sure you're always amazed at the great work Hoosiers are doing. You know, to see the can-do spirit is what's so inspiring. Uh, There's nothing that, that we look at that we can't say, you know what, next week we'll do it even better. And that's really inspiring. It's going to be interesting for you, too, because you're such a bipartisan guy that you can sit down with a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, and you can go to these family farms like you were at in Brownsburg. And, and, and that's what makes you a good, a good public servant is you can sit down with people from any party, talk to them, and, and take great ideas and, and make them into public policy. Yeah, I wasn't hired by a party. I was hired by the people of Indiana, and the people of Indiana cover the entire spectrum, and that's my job. Um, okay, so you were in Brownsburg, but then you traveled all the way to Eastern Europe. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. I was there to work on uh, nuclear security issues to make sure that uh, groups like ISIS can't get their hands on um, nuclear materials such as enriched uranium and similar uh, byproducts of the nuclear process. And we worked very, very closely together with the countries there. I wanted to touch base with them to make sure all our efforts were, were in line. So the American public has heard so much during the presidential debate about the nuclear codes, about nuclear missiles. Where are we at with nuclear safety in this country? We're in very, very good shape in this country with nuclear safety, and the efforts are, particularly in Eastern Europe, um, to make sure that these uh, these materials that actually came out of uh, the nuclear operations in Russia back in like the 90s and 2000 at that time, um, they've been stored away. People took them out at that time. And we try to make sure that it doesn't get trafficked over to uh, to ISIS or any other groups. You know, our our citizens hear about these trips you take. Your predecessor, Richard Luger, took a lot of them as well. Take us through a little bit of what these trips are like for you, maybe a little play-by-play of them. Sure. I went with uh, uh, the uh, committee folks who work on nuclear security. And this is to follow up on Senator Luger's efforts because they're very, very important. And I met primarily with the folks in Georgia and in Ukraine who work on this every day. So you're working with the police who set up sting operations. You're working with the government who tries to set up um, radiation detectors at the border so we can immediately pick these things up. And it is more or less almost like a uh, uh, football playbook of here's the 20 things we need to do. Are we doing them all well? Are we practicing on them? Are we making sure we keep everything in line? We hear a lot about Russia. You mentioned that a lot of these these things you're trying to curtail now originated out of Russia. Where are we at with Russia? Are they friend? Are they foe? Where, where do we stand? Well, they are, uh, they used to, a few years ago, just uh, neither friend nor foe. They were pursuing their own agenda, but now what they're trying to do is, um, is to damage other countries. And so they are certainly an adversary, and we need to work very, very hard to make sure that their influence is limited. You know, I guess with United States Senator Joe Donnelly, you were recently uh, given an award from the National Association of Manufacturers. I was lucky to get that. I was very fortunate they were kind. I used to run a small business, and it was in recognition of the fact that I think that it's a lot better to work with our manufacturers than to just put more regulations on their head, that when we work together, we get a lot better uh, results than trying to dictate top-down from the government. Yeah, last time we talked to you, you were uh, being a, a UPS driver for a day. Of course, UPS one of our underwriters here, so that was fun for us. You really like getting out and, and meeting small business owners. There's there's nothing better. They put their hearts and sleeves, every man and woman, on the line every single day, 
And, um, you know, it's hard. It's tough, tough work. And they have a lot of competing interests, and they have to make sure that for their employees they can put food on the table. So I, I have great admiration for them. As you mentioned, you were a successful small business owner before you did this government thing. Do you, you go to like Washington, D.C. every day and you're like, I hate this. Why am I doing this? I want to go back and have fun in the private sector again. I, no, I, I go there with the idea that uh, my responsibility is to try to make our country better for, for every family we have. And, and I think of the families of like a single mom or a single dad trying to raise a couple of kids and trying to make ends meet and say, my job is to be their champion. And so that's what I work at every day. Uh, Senator Donnelly, Veterans Day, right around the corner. Uh, we celebrated all over all over our nation. And you recently uh, were up in uh, Mishawaka with a Veterans uh, Memorial dedication. The Center for Hospice Care uh, created a Veterans Memorial, and it is for all the vets who they have served, for all the vets who they will serve. And, uh, you know, as we're losing so many World War II and Korean vets these days, Tremendous recognition of, of uh, their service. There is Senator Joe Donnelly. Got a couple minutes left with him. Another award that you were given. You get a lot of awards. What are, you're, you're like the awards king. Uh, one of them, one of them was the Friend of the Farm Bureau Award. And that's what I received up in Brownsburg. And and I work with our farmers. I work really really closely with them, and have been very fortunate to uh, to try to make sure, just like small businesses, they have so many good ideas. And when we listen to them. We do much, much better. And I apologize. I just got a signal that I have to go. I'm very sorry about that. But I really look forward to being back with you again soon. And please, everybody vote. Hey, thanks, Senator. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, special thanks to our good friend, United States Senator Joe Donnelly, stopping by. Tell us a little bit about some of the big things going on in his office. We'll look forward to talking with him again in the near future. Up next on the program today, we speak with Christy Ann Beebe. She is the president of the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association, and uh, they have made some endorsements in the upcoming school board race. We're going to talk with her a little bit about those endorsements. We're going to talk about what the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association does as well in the state of Brownsburg schools. Christiane, how are you doing today? Doing fine. Thanks for having us here. All right. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association. Sure. We are officially, some people think about us as, as the teachers union. We are the um, local arm of the Indiana State Teachers Association. But mostly what we do is we um, focus on promoting active participation of teachers in school decision making and problem solving. We you know, try to retain and then also to recruit excellent teachers. Um, we work towards increasing student achievement, but, you know, by looking at that as a recognition that, you know, there's multiple measures that go into what student achievement looks like for different students and just make sure that the school environment is is physically, socially, and, and emotionally healthy and safe for students. Perfect. So how did you get involved? How long have you been a teacher out at Brownsburg? And, and uh, what wanted you? What made you want to get involved with the, the Classroom Teachers Association? Sure. I've been a teacher in Brownsburg for 16 years now. So um, I teach over at Eagle Elementary. 16 years and you're still in one piece. I'm in one piece. And I'm actually, you know, this is kind of my claim to fame too. So I'm still in the same school, which is oh, wow. not always common. I'm actually in the exact same classroom as I was in 16 years ago, which is almost unheard of. Is that, That's pretty rare, right, for teachers? Yeah, definitely, especially for teachers in Brownsburg, but just because there's a lot of, of mobility around the district, but then just also within buildings even, too, as they have to add sections of classes and things sure. like that. So I'm 
I'm kind of a, a fixture in, in my classroom. But um, I started out as a member of the Teachers Association from day one um, and then started getting involved in more leadership roles within about the past five years um, and then became president. This is my second year now as president of BCTA. So uh, I always ask this when people get into leadership and thankless organizations that are basically volunteers. Uh, did you lose a bet? Like what made you want to do that? <laughs> I think I was probably the only person that was dumb enough to raise my hand at the at the wrong time. It's like being and president that. of the Little League board or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but was there something that stood out to you? You said, hey, I want to really step up and, and be a leader in this? Yeah, you know, for... For teachers, when you look at the opportunity to have leadership roles, you know, many people think about going into administration. Um, for me, that's not necessarily something that has appealed to me, but I saw BCTA as an opportunity to um, get to use some skills that I have in terms of communicating with people who are not nine and 10 years old yeah. and <laughs> be able to, you know, be a voice for teachers and, and work as a liaison um, with the administration just to help support teachers, which then also leads to supporting students as well. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that I think we've done pretty successfully on this show is try to educate people about what's going on in local governments, and in particular the, the town of Brownsburg. And there's been a lot of coming together over the past really six, seven, eight months. And uh, I know you guys have worked really hard with the administration. You've also reached out to people in the community. Take us through what the last six, seven, eight months have, have been like as the, the town and the community have kind of recovered from the referendum issue. Yeah, it all, I, I believe, began with the, the community engagement sessions that, you know, happened, began early this year. Um, I think it was great to see such a huge turnout, especially at that first session, where, you know, so many people from the community, it's, you know, not just teachers, not just um, community members of that had students in Brownsburg schools, but, you know, people from, you know, across the spectrum who realized the importance of, you know, everyone taking a role in the future of our schools. So um, I think because of that, we had the opportunity to help educate the public as well on some of the issues that we're facing in Brownsburg schools. Um, there's lots of misconceptions out there related to school funding. Um, you know, there used to be the joke that there's only five people in the state of Indiana that, it, that understand the school funding formula and none of them are allowed to be on the same airplane at the That's same right. time. But, you know, so being able to educate people and I thought that Barry Gardner and John Voigt and Kat Jessup especially did a great job with that throughout the forums and then getting to hear the you know, what the people wanted in, in coming up with with the solutions to the problems that were there. So I'm really pleased with the proposal that came out of it. We're, you know, looking forward to getting started on the construction and, and getting moved in to all that within the next couple of years, too. Again, our guest is Christy Ann Beebe. She's the president of the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association. Everybody hearing this, you know, we're going to have like 10,000 listeners to this <laughs> because everyone's going to say, Kendall and Beebe, they're in exactly. the same room together, right? Exactly. It's, it's incredible. Um we had some fun on social media together. Oh, yeah. Isn't social media just the drudge, the just the drags of society? Isn't oh, it just yeah. the worst? Absolutely, except for the two of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but I think it's a great example to prove that the schools come a long way. They work very well with the community. And uh, you guys got to feel nice as teachers to know that issue, the referendum, the funding issue, the growth issue, that's really going to be behind us now because you guys are going to be able to get the construction done that needs to be done. And you guys are going to have ample space to to educate kids properly in the in the community of Brownsburg. Definitely, it's you know it's um, it's tough to teach in overcrowded schools and schools that are more full than what they were designed to be. And you know, there's issues in terms of you know not just 
class sizes and things like that. But when when you're looking at an elementary school of little kids and you're thinking about, okay, now we have to get 130 kids to go to the bathroom and wash their hands before lunch. You know, that's one grade level of kids. And yet you still have the same number of bathrooms that you had before, you know, you added an extra 100 kids to the building. So, you know, it just, it it sounds strange, but sometimes it's just those little things that require um, a lot of problem solving on behalf of teachers and staff and administrators as well too. And so to be able to get some of those obstacles um, taken out of the way so we can continue to focus more on, you know, student learning and student achievement and just the overall, you know, health and welfare of our students is, I think, going to be really important moving forward. So you guys have gotten really involved with Classroom Teachers Association. One of the things you have done this year is you hosted a candidates forum for the eight folks running for school board. Take us through why you decided to do that and if you're happy with uh, with what it was. Yeah, we actually did... Um, Back in the spring, Yvonne Thompson, who is one of our BCTA members and a teacher at the high school, um, came up with the idea of helping us to organize a candidate forum for the, I believe it was the five candidates then that were running for state legislature. So um, at that point, we had the, the candidates that were running. It was right before the primary. And that was an event that was open only to BCTA members at that time. But it was great to hear from from them in terms of their thoughts about schools State legislature's and education. rotten and awful, aren't they? They're just awful. <laughs> They're awful to you guys, right? Am I right? They're awful. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting to hear, you know, some of them, I, I'm not sure that they necessarily were aware of their audience when they were talking about some of their proposals and plans. And, you know, they, they you know, kind of got the stink eye a little bit, I'm sure, from us. But um, so kind of based on on the success of that, we decided, you know what, we should do something similar um, for school board this time around. We just, you know, when you're in a in an area like Brownsburg, which is, you know, close to, you know, the major media markets like Indianapolis, sure. sometimes you don't get as much exposure of some of these local races as what you might do if you were, you know, kind of in rural Indiana. So um, we thought that anything we could do to help educate the voters on this issue, obviously, you know, we've got national elections that are getting a lot of airplay and, and statewide elections as well, too. But, you know, letting people know that, you know, these local decisions are are really important for our community and they're actually as important if not more important than president u.s senate right you know down the line right yep okay so you guys uh asked a lot of questions at the forum um i wasn't there but i got a relay of the questions. i thought they were really great questions because you started talking about things that have never been talked about before interacting with the state legislature sure. things like fiscal how to deal with fiscal issues of the school corporation uh, i thought that was really productive i'm curious what you thought of the answers um, not just from the candidates you guys ended up endorsing which we'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. but but answers across the board i think we were really pleased i think we have eight very strong school board candidates um i think that it's always interesting to get their perspectives on what are the challenges that are facing the school corporation. And of course, many of them did bring up the, the issue of growth and how growth is an opportunity and growth is great. You don't want to be in you know some of the school, school corporations in Indiana that are seeing declining enrollment, but yet also growth brings with it challenges, you know, especially of, of the fiscal you know, nature as well too. Um, so I was pleased. I felt like they all have a, a a solid understanding of some of the needs that um, we see moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, when Jim and I were talking, when they were Jim was working with the various groups like the BRFR, we talked quite a bit about language that would work for the community. And see, I'm sort of like, I'm like the Batman. Like, I play on my own team. Like, you know, <laughs> a light goes out in the night and I show up. And, I, you know, he was asking what I thought. I said, hey, I don't speak for anybody but myself. Sure. But I said, we talked about this and had some really good conversations. I said, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is – 
when I was on town council, if, if we get growth, we don't have to build a road to deal with growth. We, right. you know, we can choose to build a road, sure. which I love roads, <laughs> but, but uh, we don't have to do it. It's nice. You have to educate every kid that comes into your school system. Right. So, you know, we, yeah, exactly. We, we don't have the, that option. We don't have the opportunity to, to turn students away. So, um, you know, ready or not, here they come. And so it's a matter of, you know, making sure that we're making the right decisions and also, you know, doing some long-term planning, like what happened with that demographic study. I think the demographic study was really important to help show the community, first of all, you know, this is where we're going. This is what we need to prepare for. But yet also, hey, here's, you know, growth in Brownsburg is not going to be exponential over the next, you know, 100 years. So eventually we'll, you know, reach a build out point. And so helping the community to be able to see that on the horizon as well, too, I think also made a lot of sense for people who thought, well, wait a minute, we have to build a second high school because we're just going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. Well, you know, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the data and and see exactly what it says and, and help that let that guide our decisions instead of just going off of emotion. So the before we talk about your endorsements, because I'm really curious about um, how you all came to the conclusions and why sure. you think these candidates are, are great candidates, let's talk about the referendum real quick. Okay. As I look back on the referendum, I have said this several times, you know, I have no problem with down and dirty politics. I, I like it. I grew up with it. I sure. came up and talk radio. It's no big deal to me. People tell me to fly a kite every single day. These things are new to people like you, right? I mean, sure. th- that that atmosphere. I mean, and you probably look back on it and understand why it does get toxic. But I mean, what was that experience like for you? It was definitely, um, it was definitely different. It, you know, required a different set of skills. But however, as as teachers, I think the way that most of us approached it is that, you know, we're, we're teachers, we're educators by nature. So yeah. it just turned from trying to educate students in grades K through 12 to trying to educate voters and trying to educate adults and so that's what much of it came down to when we were trying to you know I I do think that we had teachers that very strongly believed in the cause they and demonstrated that by volunteering lots of their own time and and energy to being able to to help um, basically go out and try to educate voters about that whether it was um, door-to-door or phone calls or whether it was even online through social media yeah, teachers are sort of like nurses and doctors, like they're above the fray. And that was what I really felt was an interesting dynamic observing it politically walking back is that teachers sort of had were involved in a cause. And it's something you could tell a lot of them, even if they were whether they were for it or against it, mm-hmm. weren't really comfortable being involved in that. Because, like I said, you think of them as almost like your priest or your your nurse or your doctor, that they're right. just above politics altogether. Right. So that's sort of, you know, one of the things that we're trying to um get teachers just in general when, when thinking about elections and not just school board elections, but when we're thinking about statewide elections and, and national elections and, and things like that, that's, you know, part of what ISTA and, and then, you know, so the Indiana State Teachers Association and then um, BCTA tries to do as well too, is, is talk to our, our teachers and, and to our members and, and, you know, get them to be a little bit political, get them to realize that many of these decisions that are being made that, you know, affect their jobs and affect their, you know, their happiness and their morale are being made by, you know, these legislature, by these legislators and by these, you know, governors and by these other representatives. So trying to um, get them to step out a little bit and be willing to engage in conversations with neighbors and with friends and with family you know about some of these these issues yeah it's great there's nothing wrong with it it's really really a good thing that you're doing that so thank you for trying to get people more civically minded thanks yeah 
Okay, so you guys made some endorsements. Yes, There's we did. three races for everybody who may be listening for the first time um, and not aware are going to be on your ballot this fall. Um, by the way, we encourage everybody to vote. Absolutely. We want everybody to go out and vote, uh, regardless who you vote for. And just as a plug for the radio station, election night, 7 o'clock, November the 8th, we'll have live coverage from the Government Center in Danville. So we'll give you your real-time results on what uh, what's going on out there with all these uh, local races. Um now, I may be weeping if the Trumpster doesn't, doesn't end up doing well, but I'll be on the air. I may be crying, but uh, anyway, so we'll be out there doing that. You guys decided to endorse in a couple of these races, and I'm curious how you, uh, who was involved in the endorsement process and how you decided on which candidates may be best. Sure. First of all, all eight candidates were invited to interview with the committee made of BCTA members um, in order to seek the endorsement of BCTA and then of, of ISTA's Political Action Committee. Um, those who... The candidates who accepted that invitation were given a questionnaire of nine questions, and they brought those questionnaire those brought those questionnaires to their interviews. Um, the interview committee consisted of, I believe, it was seven different teachers, um, and we tried to make that very um, member driven. Sure. So it was not the BCTA leadership. Um, you know, I personally did not sit on that endorsement committee, so that was, you know. People can be happy. I, I, I people, my husband will be thrilled. I finally delegated something to someone else. But, but so, let, me, let me stop yeah. you to that real quick because I remember when I ran for ran for town council, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed that process. Sure. And I went in front of two groups that I knew I wasn't going to get their endorsement, but for me it was a blast because <laughs> right, right. I had a different strategy. But sure. um, I really enjoyed it. Did, did the candidates seem like they enjoyed having that opportunity? I think so. I think it was, for many of them, it was something that was new. You know, these are not candidates who have, um, you know, a lot of previous political experience and situations when they would do this. I think it probably felt for most of them like, you know, most of us would feel going into a job interview <laughs> where... <laughs> You're kind of not sure what you're going to be asked and if you're going to yeah. give the right answer, if you're going to make the people happy. But I think, you know, though, once once the interviews get started and, you know, again, you know, a, a group of teachers can usually be relatively disarming. So, sure. you know, in, in, <laughs> engaging in in some solid conversations about their their thoughts and their opinions on on things affecting the district, I think was, was probably a pretty positive experience for them. Did you... um? When, when they were asking these questions, how did they come up with, did you guys sort of talk about, hey, these are some, the I think you said nine questions. Were these the nine big issues that we're, we are really concerned about? Yeah, we had um, the BCTA members, you know, the people on that committee and some of the leadership as well, too, help to kind of develop the questions. We wanted to make sure that the questions covered a variety of different topics. We had... Um, so the nine questions that they gave the written responses to, and then there were seven additional interview questions, and then there was actually nine additional written questions. Like, I'm trying to all do math. That's, that's like 25 yeah, questions. Yeah, exactly. So we, this you, would have been great. They should have run for school board just to do this. <laughs> the teachers definitely do their homework. You can't accuse <laughs> us of not doing that. So, you know, basically, so basically responses to 25 different questions were um, considered by this committee as a part of the endorsement process. So the committee members then discussed the candidates and um, decided on the endorsements then. So, um, you go through this this process, and you ultimately will go through each. Uh, you, you decided in two of the races. So we'll go through those two first. Um, and again, our guest is Christiane Beebe. She is the uh, president of the Brownsburg Classroom Teachers uh, Association. Okay, so the first one on your ballot, there's going to be three races on your ballot. Uh, one in Brown, two in Lincoln. No, no matter where you live, you can you get to vote on all three. Yes. You just have to do it by ward. Now, let me ask you this real quick, because we had Ann Englehart on last week, who's on the Avon School Board. Mm -hmm. They're all at large. Mm. And the way... The Brownsburg School Board seats are decided, and the Town Council seats 
are decided to me are archaic because there's not that much difference between if you live in sure. you live in Windridge or you live over there in Beacon Point. You know, sure. there's not a lot not a lot of difference. Sure, but you've got to live in Brown or Lincoln Township. Um, but everybody votes for everybody. So right. yes. first race, you decided uh, you made an endorsement in Brown Township. Tell us a little bit about who that person was and why. Sure, we endorsed um, Eric Hilton. Um, he is an attorney in the area of education law. He um, has the Indiana State Teachers Association as one of his clients. He's practiced education law for 19 years. Um, and during that time, he's had the opportunity to speak to thousands of teachers and hundreds of school administrators and even school boards as well, too. Um, so basically, our, our reasoning for endorsing him is that we believe that um, his depth of knowledge on legal issues in Indiana schools is unsurpassed. He has statewide connections to um, help us fight at the, at the state level, you know, with the legislature, with, you know, those people in Indianapolis to, um, to help work for things like, you know, reforming our testing system and some of the, the legislation legislation that's been put in place recently affecting yeah those guys you know. in the state are terrible they're just awful <laughs> they're just really really bad she's not kidding folks i mean it's, it's it's terrible i mean they're brutal to you teachers they're terrible yeah i i, I don't make too many friends when i go down for <laughs> to, to try to lobby i don't think so um, but, it, but it, it is very fair and like i said we've had our fun in the past but we totally are in agreement on this issue it was sure. funny we were talking during uh primaries and we agreed on another candidate and he said you know it's bad if you and i are right exactly but i mean there the state legislature is it largely you have i mean it's like look they're not trying to pass laws in medicine you know but they're trying to pass laws in education and you're no more a teacher than you are a doctor at the state uh at the state level yet they're taking away your ability to be a professional right and what we're finding is that there is you know it's kind of the follow the money as you do with many other things yeah. as well too and so we're seeing outside money that is influencing many of these decisions we're seeing laws that are written by outside agencies and then copied verbatim into indiana code um we're struggling at times because we can you know obviously the um the candidates that tend to align more with our you know and when i say our i mean the the association and, and ista in general with with our views on public education would typically be Democrats, but even when we find Republican candidates who are friendly toward our cause, they um, are dissuaded from voting yeah. if with us because of the Senate leadership and the House leadership. They're so, bought off. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's tough to try to um, advance things. And, you know, and, and many times we have, you know, we have issues too when the legislature is trying to pass laws and you know they're claiming well we're doing this for the teachers but you have teachers across the state that are emailing them or calling them in droves saying no we don't want this you know but yet oh we're passing this because this is what teachers want well no this is not what we want and so many of the things when we talk about you know issues related to um you know so so many of the they tried to pass some laws this past session um to try to help believe what they you know to stem what they the teacher shortage yeah they're the, always, they're to stem helping. the teacher shortage so they said well we're going to do this to help <laughs> teachers we're going to do this to help teachers and we're like well stop you know you're not helping this is not what we yeah this is not what we want this is these are not the solutions that we believe will solve the problems that are out there okay uh, now one one thing i just wanted to ask you again and we're going to keep you a little long if that's okay because sure. we're not even like halfway where i need to be at this hey, point hey i'm having a good time um uh did you ever think you'd say that you'd be in the studio with me having a good I'm time i'm having a good time with rob you're, kendall you're having a good time we may 
use that as a promo. You know? There you <laughs> go. Anyway, are you happy that school board uh, elections are now nonpartisan? They're not Republican or Democrat? I am. I don't know that in um, Brownsburg it necessarily made too much of a difference anyway, just like many of our local sure. races. Um, but I do think that probably statewide that's that's good because, you know, really it's, you know, many of these local issues I, you know, I don't find. Sure you know, that are necessarily too strictly Republican well, or Democrat. Well, I've always said this. We interviewed for open parks board spot one time, and by state statute, it had to be, when I was on town council, it had to be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats who interviewed were far superior on the local issue than the Republicans that we had to appoint the year before. And so it, it really was eye-opening for me. Um, and it, 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 was, it was really a good experience. So you're, you're absolutely right. Okay, the other seat that you all endorsed in was uh, Lincoln... Uh, two, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. so there's two seats in Lincoln. Uh, you endorsed in Lincoln, too. Tell us a little bit about the candidate you, uh, you're backing there. Sure, we're um, pleased to endorse Michelle Artmeyer. Um, you probably actually know Michelle more so than I did before she got involved in this process. So. We love Michelle. She's great. That is not an endorsement one way or another. She's just she's just great. <laughs> she's been on the show. She's been on the show. She's great. So she is the vice president of the Redevelopment Commission in Brownsburg. She's the president of the Brownsburg Improvement Committee. She's also the vice president of PSG. Um, at Eagle Elementary, and I need to talk with her and find out how she does everything she does within 24 hours a day because I there's got to be some type of voodoo going on there. You know, Michelle is one of those people that I say this like I I am I am taken, but I'm not married, yep. and um, I have no kids. I have a dog. Uh, Bruce. But, I'm, but yes, we love Bruce. Yeah, we absolutely. love Bruce. That, that you get bonus points for knowing Bruce. Bruce will become your biggest fan. All he right, may, he might make a donation to your cause. You know, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I'm tired at the end of the day, like just being a, you know, a, right. a, you know, a guy with not, no, mar- no married, no kids, you know, just sure. doing radio. She's got two kids, a third one on the way. She's doing all these things. It's incredible, right? Right, right. So, she, you know, she definitely has, you know, the energy to be successful at this. And, um, but we just think that because of her experience with the town, that she can bridge that gap between the school and the town. And there's, you know, we both understand that there's been some issues with that process and with communication between both entities over time. And so um, I think having someone there who has yeah. had feet in both worlds yeah. is, you know, something that can be very helpful. So, and I just my you know, when I think about Michelle and some of our reasons why we endorsed her, she obviously has a lot of experience managing people and resources, which is a, a big responsibility of being on the school board. Um, and she just has a very, she has this unique ability, I think, to ask the right questions because obviously it's important to have good answers when you're a school board member, but I think what's even more important is to have the ability to ask the right questions. And Michelle just seems to have that ability to be able to um, look at an issue and then, you know, kind of dig into it and dive in and find some of the intricacies beyond that to really be able to then start to solve the problems that exist. All right. So there is a third race. Yes. Um, and it is for Lincoln one. Yes. And again, you can vote on all of these races on your, uh, on your ballot uh, this fall. They are nonpartisan. So if you're a straight ticket voter, you still, you're still going to have to go to the end of the ballot and, and, uh, and you got to go past them before you hit your done. Right. Um, uh, it's Lincoln one, Brian, there's three folks uh, running. You decided not to endorse in that race and tell us a little bit about why not. Sure. When we went into the endorsement process, BCTA um, knew that we would only endorse in a race if there was a compelling reason to endorse. So and we think about the default setting. So the default would be to make no recommendation. So in the Brown race with Eric Hilton and in the Lincoln two race with Michelle Artmeyer, um, the committee felt like those two were exceptionally strong candidates. Their platforms closely aligned with our Association's mission, um, 
in the Lincoln One race, we actually have three very strong candidates. Um, could not find a compelling reason why we would recommend one over the other. So um, to be totally honest, I'm planning on voting within the next few days, taking advantage of early voting, and I'm still not sure who I'm voting for no, within heard, that race. I heard the line was two hours long today at the library. Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see. You, you may go to early vote, but you'll be there late. <laughs> I'll make sure my my cell phone is fully charged. Right. So. Is is it difficult for you? Because in two of these races, Lincoln uh, Lincoln t uh, won, which mm -hmm. we just talked about, as well as the Brown Township, you have former BCSC employees, people who are well thought of, Marvin Ward and mm -hmm. uh, Phil Utterback, to not endorse them. I mean, was, is that is that a difficult thing? Because they they did spend a lot of time inside. The school system and that may surprise some people well we took a look at all of the candidates you know and, and tried to separate you know personal relationships and things with them and and marvin did a great job as business manager and he obviously has a lot of expertise in that area as well too so um i think he's a strong candidate you know the the thing that's tough sometimes with the way the school board races go and one thing that we wanted to that we're trying to make sure that that those are, voters understand is that it's not just a pick the top three out of eight right so sometimes it depends on who is sure. running against who and who's running against the other person and all that stuff so and when it comes to phil we've had a great relationship with phil utterback over the last few years as a school board member too and you know like i said he's definitely a very solid candidate um so for you know for both of those of those people so i, I always going to have an affinity for anyone who's you know made it through sure bcsc but sure you know we look at a, a wide variety of things and and ended up endorsing um, Michelle and Eric. Right, and and in the, so we want to let everybody know who's running in those races again. So in Brown, you've got Eric Hilton, who's been endorsed by the Teacher Association. You've got Marvin Ward, as well as Jen Cox. Um, Lincoln won. You've got uh, uh, Matt uh, Frege running against Michelle Artmeyer, who you endorsed. And then you've got in uh, Tammy Carnes, yes. uh, Brian Petrates. And uh, and Phil Utterback in in uh, Lincoln uh, Lincoln two yeah so it's a, you know and those three like I said they're all solid candidates I've been um, you know I've had people asking me within my role you know okay well you know I know you didn't enforce but but who do you think and I I'm you know still kind of having to to work on doing my own homework over the next couple sure. of days to to come to that decision so you are still if you were in presidential politics you'd be what we call a precious undecided at this exactly point. Yeah. exactly so i'll you know I, and i'm milking it this year i normally really early vote i'm milking it to the very end this year um because i want somebody to be nice to me till right till right until election day well once you know that's it's tough because once i've you know i've early voted before and you you kind of hope that once you do the early voting that <laughs> suddenly the campaign commercials will no longer come on and you no longer have to dig the, you know, get any postcards out of your mailbox. But un unfortunately, those Well, my big one come. is, you know, I got two squirrels on the Republican side running for Senate and governor that it were teeter-tottering on the Trumpster. And so I told him, I said, I'm not voting until you guys are, you know, on board with the Trumpster. So I'm holding them to the very, very, very end <laughs> uh, on that. Um, okay, so I got to ask you, everybody gets one hard question when you're in here. Okay. So you get one hard question. You know, I like being retired. I like hanging out with the Trumpster and Gary Johnson, and I'm happy that the school got their money, and I'm happy that there's no referendum, and I'm happy that there's no tax increases. Do you guys support the pledge so that I can stay retired for the next 10 years? Because you, you don't want to see me, right? Well, you know, this as fun as this has been, I you know I enjoy it much more when we're on the same side as opposed to opposing sides. So, um, BCT did not take an official position on the agreement. Um, I was given information about it by Dr. Snap before it came up for board approval. Um, I personally don't have a problem with the agreement. It because of the fact that it does provide for exceptions in case of higher than expected growth or in case of changes to state funding. Um, so I have no issues with, with candidates choosing to sign it. However, I can also support a school board member's decision to not 
vote for the agreement. And that's just because they may have the feeling that, you know what, they were voted into the office to use their best judgment in those matters, and they're still accountable to the voters. So um, signing a pledge with one subset of voters, they, they might feel is, is not necessary. So basically, it was, you know, it was a non-factor in terms of our endorsement. I'm glad they did it, because I don't want to knock on any more doors. I'm tired of knocking on doors. I've done it. Done enough. Done enough. Um, okay, so let's close with something bipartisan, non-political. You are the head of the, the Teacher Association, Brownsburg Classroom Teacher Association, but yes. let's talk about teachers as a whole. Okay. Cut through the politics. What can the average parent, what can the average community member do to help you guys be better teachers, be more efficient, do a better job, make your jobs easier in educating kids in our community? I think that, you know, much of what we ask parents to do is to um, partner with us. Um, we don't want to be the only ones who are in charge of your child's education. Um, that's not good for the child as well either. So partnering with us, communicating, um, you know, I, I'm, I think that many of the different, you know, the um, things like Brownsburg Chatter and Chatter Star and Chat Uncensored <laughs> and et cetera. And, you know, Real Housewives, you know, I think there's about eight of them now. But I think all of those different those Facebook groups, I think that they definitely have have value and have, you know, you know, are, are great for the community in terms of, you know, letting people find out some information. But sometimes I, you know, I cringe a little bit when I see someone posting something on there about a school situation or a teacher situation, or can you believe this person did this at the school? And, you know, I just, you know, contact the teacher and find out from the teacher exactly what's going on. So, you know, we always talk about trying to, you know, we, we, we say, we'll, we'll, we'll believe half of what, you know, your yeah. kids tell us about what happens at home. If you agree to believe <laughs> half of what your kid tells you happens at school. So it's kind of the same thing is that, you know, we, I think all the teachers in Brownsburg are, are in it for the right reasons. We, enjoy students we enjoy seeing student learning and so if there's a question if there's a concern um if there's something that you really appreciate about you know your child's teacher and something that you've heard then you know we just ask to um reach out and let us know yeah because it used to be like when i was going to brownsburg schools it stopped at the parent-teacher conference like you went to the parent-teacher conference you know your kid was screwing up they gave it to you there you had a problem with the teacher you gave it to them there now it's like it's on the internet right 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 <laughs> and you know and we're having you know it's it's tough we're getting situations where we have great teachers who you know hey i've had over you know 200 students in my last 16 years and obviously i'm not going to make all 200 sets of parents happy but you know it's, it's situations when you just get you know one person who can have a complaint about a teacher and put it out there on social media and you know, it, it can be hard. I mean, these, these teachers are humans and we're people and we have families and friends. And, and so trying to just show a little bit of, of grace and taking those concerns and, and questions directly to the teacher, to the school is always a great idea. Well, I uh, want to thank you very much uh, for being with us today. Uh, thank you as a, a teacher and a, just a non-political comment. Thank you for what you do. Um, and uh, thank you for thanks for getting involved. I mean, it's great. It's great to have the teachers involved. It's great to have anybody in the community that wants to be involved, regardless of where they are. Um, it's great to have great to have that. So thank you for all you do as as an educator, and thanks for being involved. Thanks, I hey, appreciate it. Special thanks to Christiane Beebe, the Brownsville Classroom Teachers Association, as well as United States Senator Joe Donnelly for being our guest today. Don't forget if you missed any part of today's program, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're now on SoundCloud and iTunes. All you do 
have to do is search Central Indiana Today. You can have the show downloaded right to your smartphone or tablet and uh, listen anytime you want. You can also check out a podcast at our website, wyrz.org. Click the Shows tab at the top of the page. Scroll down, find Central Indiana Today. Go back and listen anytime you want. Our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.